You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Is there anything focus between the Ramon and the Yosef about Anenu? Anenu Hashem, Anenu B'yom, According to the Yosef, you should actually say this all the telos of a kindness. You can say this during Shafras and Minta. Um, since you don't fast at night, you wouldn't say it then. But we suppose you should say it during Shafras. Uh, the Ramah, holding other Kadmonim, says that our Minta is only to say it by Mincha. Now, what would be the rationale? Why we only say it by What? Yes, Shriyat Tibur says it by Shabbos. Uh, well, why don't we say it? So, the Ramos says, because we're afraid that you're going to get through Shabbos, okay. But then, maybe you felt this on Shabbos and this afternoon, uh, you felt that I got to eat, the boom this gets a hold of you, and then what's going to happen is, is that you're not going to be able to contain yourself. You're going to end up drinking and eating despite yourself. And even though you might not say it in Mincha, but what you said at Shachras won't be true anymore. In other words, we, at, at Mincha, if you've made it this far, you probably, although some people die Mincha very early, but if you've made it so far in Mincha, you're probably going to make it to the end. So, whereas if you say it during Shachras, it might not be sometimes you say it. So we see that there is this sense of being true. Right? So even though it's true for the rest of Klal Yisrael, Right? The rest of Klai Yisrael, who, who, even though it was true for you during Shachras, it became a little bit untrue for you when you couldn't resist uh, taking the Gatorade and, and, and cleansing your thirst. But it will therefore ring hollow based on the fact that you didn't turn it into uh, a young a young goddess. Now, of course, that doesn't necessarily, that's, that's a technical little debate, but it actually factors into this issue about nothing, and you'll see where. What about on the dopamine? By next stroll, they do dopamine and and tinnitus. That's true, and we also, Ari, uh, do the okay. place of the dopamine. The reason has to do, Ari, with the fact that people never dopamine at Mincha, because the assumption was that they were having a lunch meal, and the lunch meal was usually the comment was usually well, the lunch meal was not bottled water; it was usually wine and some sort of intoxicating drink. And the intoxicating drink would therefore disallow the kohen. The same way a kohen can't do a vote if you a yayin. So who I did? Virchas Kohanim has a din of avoda, which Sharos Levarach Bishmo is called Shirus and avoda, and because of that. We don't allow someone who we even suspect might be a little bit tipsy to do Berkos Kohan. So therefore, we, were, we said no Berkos Kohan in the afternoon at all. At Tainus, the assumption is nobody is drinking or reading. And that's why we send up the Kohanim to do uh, Berkos Kohanim at minimum. But the point, though, is, is really, it's about the shakras. Is that we want your shakras, instead of lying, in other words, instead of not instead of saying something which will eventually turn out not to be true, better not to say it. That's the Ramos that here. Now, also, keep it sorry, Okay? Now, this, of course, would be true. We can say it almost every single day of the year. But we'll see that that statement, keep it sorry, is also factors into Nachem, uh, the debate over Nachem. Uh, let's go up to Nachem, of course, Mitzvah Shem. We won't have to say it. Uh, but here it is. 
Uh, here's the Nusach of Nachem. So let's take a look at it and just analyze it just a, a little bit before we see what the post have to say. Um, if, if you saw some of the, uh, the sources, you can see that Nachem actually has two or three or four different earlier sources from the Yerushalmi, the Nusach of Amram Zon, the Taimanim, and the other Sephardim. This is the Nusach, the basic, this is the basic Ashkenaz Nusach of Nachem, and it's, it, it has been uh, attributed to the Rosh. So let's just take a look at it for a second. Okay, Nachem Hashem Elokeinu. So we have three things mentioned right away, right? Eveli Tzion, right? Eveli Yerushalayim, and then you have the Hira Eveli Achareva Bezliyam Hashemek. Sometimes people can take all three statements and basically say it's the same thing. Many times you weren't Radak and Humit, Radak and Nivian. They'll say two ways of saying the same thing, right? Sometimes, right? Matsudas mimics that sometimes. Oh, don't get too uptight. Here it's clear though. There's Sion, Yerushalayim, and Kahir. Three different things. We know that Sion means something like we say when a kid gets a good grade. Did you ever get a grade where it says Mitsuyan? Did you ever get a Mitsuyan? Very good. Right? So we know that Tzion means something unique, something distinct, something special. The Tzion, right? The Tzion of a Kever shows people where something distinct and special is. So it's, it's an assumption the Malvim and others have that Tzion means the Mokom Amikdash, the most the holiest place itself. The Mokom Amitsuyan. Then you have Yerushalayim, and then you have for Ira Veila Chareva Bezuyi Lashamein. Here it could be Yerushalayim is that city. But look at that book. Doesn't say the Esabeli Yerushalayim for Ira Veila Chareva Bezuyi Lashamein. It almost sounds like there's three distinct levels. So I think one would not be remiss. Just saying clearly, Zion is the Mokom Amikdash, the Mokom where the with the, the, the whatever they call it the. Uh, Arup, Ashara, Arup, whatever they call it over there, right? The place that the Arabs have control of uh, in, 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 great, in, in great part. Uh, Yerushalayim would be Yerushalayim, Yeratika, essentially. And then, the natural sense of a city that grew up around it. Even in the time of uh, the Vaisrisha, <coughs> you have to assume that everybody wasn't compressed into what we now call uh, the, the Rova of Eretz Yisrael. There was probably, uh, and, and we know from the Mishnayis that there was people, that was, was Sophim, people would see it, and there was a sense of, uh, of what we would call the suburbs of the original city. And that's still called the Ir. Now, Kealocha and Hilkas Megillah and other things, that's called Karabu Samoch, and it has a din of, of Yerushalayim itself in terms of Prius Megillah and other things like that. All surrounding hills, you're saying? Uh, not the hills necessarily, but the extended city that comes out from that spot. So basically, and it's on that, we have these uh, four descriptions. Now, this is in, only found in the Rosh. In other words, type what it means. What does an Ovel mean? Ovel means that there's no connection, there's no family. Or an Ovel because you lost the person closest to you. People. Areva means that there aren't any domiciles being built there. There aren't any people living there. Vizuya means people despise and considered a laughing stock. There's no, there's no honor and distinction in being a member of that city. And Shomema 
Right. So in other words, this is the rush, I believe, and did the onim before him teaching what the tefillah is. In the Yashalmi and by Ravamram, it doesn't have this uptaich. All it says is, all it says is, but it doesn't have the uptaich. Now, um, I'm sort of jumping the gun here, but based on the fact that this is clearly not from the original part of the tefillah, right? The original part of the tefillah was basically the description of then you have the parshonos, then you have the explanation of what the tefillah means. So, Ravara Lichtenstein, when he was asked about what he does, and it seems like his Talmidim followed him, he was no way, and we'll see why, because of the changing situation, he basically left the essential Nusach intact, and from this point, the Taich, he jettisoned from the uh, Nusach, because he felt he wasn't being Pogea in the Ikara Nusach. And therefore, who knows what it means when you say something is showman, right? You can say something is showman because it's spiritually showman. Something is desolate because there's not enough kedusha there, right? The words themselves are, as we know, and this is really one of the main debates. Who wrote this? We know that as we're going to find out, it's a I hate saying it's in such a late form. But two good friends argued about where this Nusach comes from. It's probably other people debated about it. But I think it really becomes uh, interesting when we know that two young men who started their careers in Parat, Yosef, Yeshiva, uh, eventually rose to some of the highest levels uh, of Rabbanut and Eretz Yisrael, had a debate about this issue. They were friends. One of them was four years older than the other. The older one was Chacham Avadi, Avadi Yosef. Born in 1920. He had a younger friend who he was Zoha, they were part of a special Chabur in Parag Yosef. Uh, they were part of Rabbi Zil's Chabur. I've mentioned Rabbi Zil in this year a couple of times uh, when we talked about the Besden of Oberim, we talked about the Besden of, uh, of, uh, of Appeals. Rabbi Zil Merchai Zil had Chevra um, uh, that learned by him and that were close to him. He was always not exactly your typical Sephardi Rosh He was a person who was friends with Rakuk, friends with Herzog. He was much more of a Medinist. He was definitely, it wasn't just about I'm the Rosh He also had a, a job that he had to deal with. Rabu Zil had a group that studied with him. Special Chabura, when I was in the mirror, Rechaim Shmulevitz had a special Chabura that studied with him in the afternoon. He used to see them through the window. So we knew they were a very special group they were with them. Rabbi Zil had a special group. Two of them was Muhammad Yosef and Chaim Tovet Halevi. There were others, but they were known as the, as, as the Spitz Chabura, the Rosh Hashiva's uh, favorites, in a way. They debated over this Musaf. Mohamavadya, based on his incredible encyclopedic knowledge, we're going to see some of it inside, said that this Nusach is really in the same way from the Anshik Nesses That the Anshik Nesses in the beginning of Vayish Sheni, already instituted this. Although anybody who aren't Nefeshachayim or any other of the Svarim, <coughs> you know that the Nuschoyas Atvila are considered Yisodotam Bahare Kodesh. That every word is 
is not just the translation of the word. They picked every word, and even if you don't know what those words mean, remember, like the like, like, like Rambam or Chai say, you don't know what the words mean, but say, I'm being machabin, whatever the Nevi'im, Nashem, Sadullah meant. That's Kocham Avadi's approach. This is what the Spartans say? The Spartans say, Spartans say something very similar to this. I'll show you there in a Very similar. So this, up, so according to Kocham Avadia, you cannot tamper with it, even if it seems to reflect a reality that we don't see now. Okay, we'll see what his story is. Chaim David Alevi and others, including Rev. Lichtenstein, as I mentioned. And that was his tikkun. He took out, based on what was happening in his time, when he was the Rosh Hashiva there, he took out these, the explanatory phrase. Okay. Let's move on. That's, what's the he going on? Yerushalayim, oh. right? One, one second. What's the habamina to, to even change the Russian? So what? What's going on in the time? We don't change. Uh, so you're right. If Bacham Avadi is correct, the same way we can't decide to take words out of the Shemun because who knows where our Tfilas are going to go, the same thing we true by nothing. But Halevi, Chaim Dovet Halevi, had a Chiddush, which we're going to deal with today, and we'll see if it's, if it's accepted, that this was definitely written post the Chorban. <laughs> this was not part of the Anshay Knesset's Aydela's uh, magnum opus. He's a Shmanes, right? It's, it, it is perfect. It was true in the time of Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Shmuel, and the same Shmanes can be said by us, and we're going to be saying it in this way. It means it's somehow it's so powerful, like the Rambam says, it's, 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 it's language that every person can say and find new meaning in it constantly. In order to assume, and you're correct, that there could be any changes, you have to you have to assume that just, for example, how about, you know, we know, I've, I've been saying it for years. Uh, hopefully I should stop saying it. But we know in the Shabbat Kuleinu, there's the Nusach for Parnasa, right? It's, it's printed in many, many Sidurah, right? No one's going to tell you that's Anshay Knesset's Aydela, right? Oh, oh, hold on. You're right, but it doesn't. But, but in Shulchan Aruch, in, in Shulchan Aruch and the Rush, it quotes this new stuff. You're right. But the question is, is it from Anshik Nesayim or not? Something needs to be included in there. That's true. But Halevi wants to say, and this is one of his rise when you see it inside. <coughs> Who cares if it's or not? Has to be a Beisdin, right? But Gadol B'Chachma or Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. You want, you're saying, in order for any shinui b'chlau, there has to be. Now, okay, so the truth is, is that, as I just mentioned before, sometimes we work around it, right? Like, for example, the Rameau was worried about people eating on, was worried about people eating on, on Panesim, so we said, you know what, we're not going to say it. We're not going to say it in chakras, so we should have a meaning not to say it. We don't want to say something that's not true. So we won't say it. So you do see sometimes that there is this approach that in order not to say something that's untrue, so so you won't say it at all. Over there, the, the Ramon knew exactly what was going on. They were massacring it, but he's saying that people are not fasting. We're afraid of the fact the person right. might not might break as fast, and we don't want chakras to be alive. So right. therefore, let's... let's he's not, I don't have to know what 
the intention of the funeral was in that case. Okay. He knows what the intention of it is saying. That okay. Right. In other words, you don't want to say something that will turn out to not be true. Another thing, Hillel, is, is also the fact Halevi says, and remember, I, I'm just here, I, I, I'm not a prophet for Halevi. <laughs> I'm here to explain why it was an issue. Halevi also makes the following logical point. He says, Shmona Esrei, every brocha is ma'akev. You can't skip a brocha. If a person skips nachem, he has a complete tefillah, he doesn't have to go back at all. Tefillah's nachem is not ma'akev. Even the Shriat Tzibar says that it's not ma'akev. So, as long as you say, Bonei Yerushalayim, it's all right. It's a therefore. And again, here's one of his other rias. V'yavlua ligionos. V'yavlua ligionos. Does any, what does ligionos sound like? Anybody want to take it? What? Soldiers. What, what word does it sound like? The legions. Legions, right? The legions. So Halevi says that's clearly a post. He says in, Bayes, in the beginning of Ayesheni, there was no Roman legions. The idea of ligionot, the idea of ligionot, was clearly something that was based on the Anshik, the Chevra, the Rabbanim, the people who saw, like they saw the, the Shoah, like Rashwab and others, when they saw the Shoah, and they created the Kinnis for the Shoah. So this is similar. He says, this Nusach was clearly, it, it, it was what was in front of them was the destruction, not of Bias Risha. He says, the Ligionot is, is, is a key phrase that indicates we're talking about the Roman legions. And the Yilolu and that is actually unique. Nebuchadnezzar didn't have regions, but the Nusach—that's the point. The Nusach Legiono comes. It's, it's like uh, it's, it's like, and they and they threw their computer mouses at us, right? So we would know that if, any, if that would come up in a in a Nusach, we would know that that <laughs> Nusach was written post the Bill Gates era. When you have a term that clearly says, right? You have a term that's clearly dated. Because of that, he says, Ligionov is clearly a, uh, a, a rope. This happened in Rome. And, okay, V'yershuo v'kofavim, V'yotiyo asamach v'yishroh l'cherev, V'yarbim v'zonam chasidei elio. That happened in both times. But the idea of so many people dying and being killed. And then you have the Nusach here, Siyom v'martitke, Yerushalayim v'tei kolo. And here we have Siyom and Yerushalayim, both crying. Levi, Levi, al-Halaleim, Mei, Mei, al-Halaleim. I wasn't sure if maybe there's the hearts and there's your guts. You know what I'm saying? It's like you have your heart, you have this almost a poetic uh, sense of, 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 of the terror, and it, it, it wells up in your mind, and then you have a gut disgust about it. Levi, 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 al-Halaleim. It's almost like it's, it's so... One's intellectual, one's physical. Right. A, a physical sense of, 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 of disgust and, 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 and depression over it. That's may I. That's my insides, right? When you're nervous on the inside, right? Then there's Levi, Levi. I'll... Now, this Nusach is also... The last couple of words are the same in all the Nusachs. Yat Hashem ve'eshi I actually want to I want to make sure before we go into Menachah that I explain what, what this is because I'm actually approaching this from a little bit different perspective uh, Nachman said it's a hot button topic and it is I actually feel that if we zero in on the end 
that it becomes less hot dog. And I'll tell you what my problem with the end is. And maybe you thought of it yourself. First of all, where is this busted? What does it mean? And what's, what, what is it really telling us about what we hope the days of the binion of the, the restoration of your Shalayim will mean? And what does it mean, Be'esh Yitzatata, or Be'esh Ata'asim Yitnosa? If you notice that I wrote as the title of today's class, it's called Rebuilt in Fire. Right? Forbid amidst dignity. What does that mean that God will rebuild it in fire and that he caused it? And what's that word mean? It's So I happen to, one of the advantages of, of being around a rapture in a nursing home is that people don't have much to do. And when you see them, they can't say they've got a meeting to run to. And uh, I'm sorry, I'll see you later. Sometimes they have to go to, to therapy. So there happens to be in the nursing home that I'm a Rabbi Moksha for, there happens to be uh, an author, uh, Mr. Novik, uh, who has written a couple of books on the Hebrew language. Um, and many of them are used in many of the day schools still today. And he happens to be in the nursing home. So I asked him today, Mr. Novik, as he was walking out of the um, this therapy session, I asked him, Mr. Novik, I want to ask you a question in Hebrew language. What's the difference? What does Hitzatata mean? And how is that different from the word Madlik, Mavir, right? I don't know if it's found. I don't know if it's found in Tanakh, in Eicha, and in other places. But I don't know if it's in the Chumash at all. What is the word to be Matzis Eish? How is that different than being Madlik, Mavir, etc.? So... I'm not sure if this is correct. I don't know if you ever thought about it, but but Vayotzas Hashem Esaish, I think the Eishitzatito means that you ignite it. In other words, when the fire touches it, that's being made to the Eish. It doesn't necessarily mean the consumption and the complete destruction. To be Matzis Eish means to put that to put that destructive aspect and let it hold on. Like if I would have a fire it's that like could... Mitzvah. What? Not like that would be Tzadi Tzadi. Uh, I think the Tzadi might be that. Again, yeah, I don't like know. Seat. What? is the lighter. It's the lighter, right. It's the lighter. right. To ignite. Right. It's, it's not necessarily the idea of, of consuming it. No, the Eish, you, there was a fire that you caused to, to, to sink its fiery... Tons of flame into the kindle, like the stirring to get. I'm not sure. That's like okay, could be. My sense, though, my sense is it's the fire that you you allow it to 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 take hold and to begin its destructive process, as opposed to a consumption. Jonathan Sachs and others, uh, Rob Sachs, translates it as consumed in flame. I don't think it's consumption. What I think is God allowed the city to be to be ignited in fire. And if that's what it means, this is very interesting. And you're gonna it's gonna be rebuilt. How does how does how does that happen? Okay? So that's that's one of the things that I want to really talk about. So let's go in, let me first show you uh, some statements from from Haim Halevi. You might have seen it yourself. And um, let's see it right here. 
Um, this is from the Truva, it's called Aseva Farav. The reason why he gave it that name is not because he says, I should be your Rebbe, right? Aseva Farav, buy my book, and this way I'm your Rebbe. But rather, this was a, uh, a radio program. I'll be familiar with our cover if you bought the book. <laughs> what it will cost me, right? Asevuch Arav means make for yourself a rav. He called it that because it was from his radio program. In fact, Chacham uh, most popular Truvos, which is also where he argues with Demir, Chacham uh, argues with Halevi, was also from a book that was built on his radio show. His radio show was every, every year of Shabbos, and it was there he got the book called Yechavadas. Uh, Yechavadas, there's Yabia Omer, Yom Liyom Yabia Omer, Elayla Elayla Yechavadas. So in other words, the nighttime where it's quick and to the point and getting to be close to Shabbos afternoon, the Shabbos afternoon radio program that Chacham Avadia hosted, that became the basis for his book Yechavadas. The radio program that Rabbi Lev, Rabbi David Alevi, hosted, that was the basis of these, of these truths. <coughs> it's in the beginning of the 1970s, after 1967. So again, the question is, here we have in Yerushalayim, we have everybody's at the Kotel, they make simchas there, they have all great events are done over there, it's happiness, it's joy, it's, it's parading. So, how can we say that the ear is How can we say that? So, this was a question that Halevi was asked, and let's see what he says. Let's just see what he says. Now, he says, and, and, and unlike other authors, he's actually, as I said, he gives you his personal qualms. I don't know if you can see it here. He says, I also felt that way. Okay, he was born in 1924, so he's a, a relatively young man in his mid-40s during that first Tisha B'Av after the amazing victory of 1967. And he says, I also felt, because I felt I was lying by saying that. What did you do to question? Okay, in other words, how can he dive in every single day? Hang on, hang on. Right. So he admitted there's a way to go, but he says what bothered him was he says you can see Yerushalayim is full of thousands and thousands of people. Yerushalayim is the simcha. Everywhere you go, he says you have young Yerushalayim, you have simchas over there, and and in fact, people walked around post 1967, and we remember even here in, in America feeling a sense of. Klal Yisrael's power, the Medina has strength, that people felt the patriotism, believed Kolodim Yisrael. So you could say, well, that was during the rest of the year. He says, even on Tisha B'Av, when he was 43 years old, he said, and I know it's the national day of mourning, and everybody comes to the Kotel on Tisha B'Av, and they're there, and they're crying, they're, they're mutafim, you can see that they're thinking about the Beit HaMikdash not rebuilt. He says, look at this, look at this language. There's sort of like a, a hidden little part of my heart. There's a little hidden part of my heart. I'm the rabbi, I know I'm the rabbi of Rishon Lutzion. Soon he was becoming, as soon as Chacham went to become uh, the rabbi of, of the chief rabbi, he went from Tel Aviv, the chief rabbi of Tel Aviv to become uh, the rabbi Roshi. 
he followed him. He became the chief rabbi in, in Tel Aviv. So he's, he's being honest. He says, there's something in my heart. I says, The Avelis can't penetrate there. I'm standing here, it's on Tisha B'Av, and I can't feel that Avelis. There's a, a corner of supernatural simcha. Because, okay, and here, of course, we can debate, but I felt outrageous simcha gulato. This has to be the beginning of those steps. And even, and therefore, he says, I can't, it can't penetrate fully. He says, even the kotel, he says, even the kotel, that was always known as the wailing wall, right? Kotel adimaot, the wall of tears. That's what it was known. The western wall, it was when we, in the beginning of the 20th century, we take a look, Go on eBay, pictures of the Wailing Wall, that's they call it, right? Not the not the not the Western Wall, the Wailing Wall, the wall of tears and crying. And he, he says, we know that it, it, it's dark. The Zohar mentions, the Zohar in a couple of places mentions the way of the wall, the the, the, the Kotel Maradi, how dark it is, how, how right? And he said that usually when someone comes there. You feel the Shrina's not here. He says, now, when someone comes on Tishabov there, you see, there's, look how many Jews are here. It's full of everybody here. He says, even the Shrina you can't say is, 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 is dark and is, is in, contained in the same way in, in darkness. Because Right beyond the Kotel, if you move, you take a look, you can see there's a full city of Yerushalayim that's under complete Jewish control. So therefore, he says that he came up with his own minhag. Now, <laughs> now, here you have to realize, I might have a minhag, um, but if I come to here and I tell you what that minhag is, and I put it on my blog, and then I, it gets into my next book, so it stops being a private minhag. It might not be a psaq that I issue for the whole city of Tel Aviv, but originally he said, I have decided that I can't do it, so I changed for my own private prayers. So what did he do? He says, Yisibazos, I changed one little word in order that it shouldn't be a lie. So what do I say? So let me just make sure everybody can see this. Nachem Hashem Elokeinu as the Veilei Tzion of the Veilei Yerushalayim, and he says that's true, and that answers your question. Of course, Yerushalayim is an Avelis, because there's no base on Mikdash. So of course, there's Avelis. There isn't God's presence. Really, isn't here. So of course, we want Yerushalayim to have an Achama, and of course, we're still mourning because we don't have the major His Galut of Hashem. But the Sa'ir, now here's the main word, Shahita. A city that was, right? And instead of Yoshevet, what's the term that's used? He Yashuva. It was the city that had sat like a mourner. But that was the change. Those are the two small changes. So therefore, what's the idea of the Tzivah? That city and everyone in there, even the dancers and, and every single person needs Nechama. But not the way they used to. Because it had been destroyed and didn't have people in it. 
Adayin Zukukani Lenechama. We still need Nechama, but we're not going to describe something which in reality is untrue. Okay, okay. How many people write... How many people the Yeshua is Korea. having the, the, the Shechina come back totally. How many people? Oh, oh, so the Yeshua is good. It's just the Shechina that, that we're missing? That, that's One second. Saying. And then Yerushalayim itself will be enhanced. itself will be enhanced. But to say that it's actually, there's no people, it says, Shomema me'en Yoshevah. Right? There aren't any people. It's, it's like desolate. There's no people there. There's always people you there. Your, there are always people there. Not, not like today. Like oh, but what does it mean? But oh. English, very good. Yeah, so, so let's draw so the make, line. Make the question. So where As soon as you get to Yerushalayim, you feel, oh, it's horrible. No one feels that. When you see the Mokav Hamikdash, right? And he's, and he's not. He's not denying that. He's not denying that. They love being the You should feel. The okay. People. He, he admits. admits are really, he admits people that the apartments overlooking the hotel because they they want to punish themselves. Wake up everybody to look at the hotel. This is horrible. They see the postcard out their window. <laughs> okay. He admits that. He admits that. Uh, we need to dive and it should be different when you dive and buy the question. It is. You should feel, you it, should feel different. I don't, I, I think you're misinterpreting. He's always He's saying, saying that my, 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 my Avelis is Mugba. Because, because, no, no, he didn't no, say that. He said my Avelis is, my Avelis is own, no, my Avelis, no, no, he didn't say that. He said the Avelut is on the fact that we don't have Mashiach, that we don't have the Beis Hamikdash, that we don't have the light of God that penetrated from into the Beis Hamikdash and beyond. That's what we didn't have. Like we don't have. It's like the description of the city. But he can't get the uh, he said, he said, he said there's a sense, right? He was being honest. <laughs> he was being honest. Yeah. And he said that I feel that there's something happening, but I still Gracious think we have a lot to go. But he says at the end, he says, Niska Bekar Yemeno and Nachmatsi of Yerushalayim with the Mashiach coming. Yeah, now, because Yerushalayim won't have its complete Nahum until it can serve as the capital of spirituality in the world, which it's not. Um, Okay, so one of the things. Okay, so this was uh, this was his psak. His, but it wasn't a psak originally. It was sort of was like his personal hanhaga. But then it became a psak. Now, he wrote it as a tshuva to somebody. Right, he wrote it. He might have said it on the write a tshuva. It's it's not like a personal minhag. You're writing a tshuva to somebody. Right, right. I think I think part of the thing was he was sort of put on the spot on the radio, and he admitted. And then he decided he's going to publish what he wrote on the radio, and then it becomes a tshuva. This sefer, Asayla Harav, and I have in this, I've done here, since it's not a normal tshuva sefer. So even though this year's got tshuva supposed this is a different type of tshuva sefer. This is a tshuva for more hashkafa and halacha together. Let me just show you a couple of other points. He says, he says, this was a, a second shuvah that people wrote to him. He says, um, if you're right, then how can you say Anenu? How can you say Bitsara Gedola Someone wrote Halevi. 
and said, is it Saris? Look, we have a beautiful city of Yerushalayim. We won. We, we had the war. Are we in Saris? No. If you're right, we have to whitewash all the Tzvilas. This is what a similar question to what you're saying. So let's see how he has to defend himself. So he says that, he says one second. He says, first of all, the other days are definitely a Yemei Tzara. Now, I don't want to get into too much here because we're going to give another share about this. Because basically, as the Rambam explains, every single thing that went bad, that we talked about on, on Shavasa Batam, is the destruction of the relationship, starting from the Luchot, and from the Luchos breaking, right? The, the Egel, right? The Luchos breaking. And the fact that we don't have control of the city of Yerushalayim, really, uh, completely. And, 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 and uh, everything that's mentioned in Tisha B'Av, and even in Son Gedalia, all those events, the effects are still with us. And clearly, before we have Mashiach, we're still in Tsaris, right? Um, someone wrote to him, what about Umasha Mitzayim, Kvot Toros, Simchos Nitzach, I don't know what that word is. You won't. But everybody here is And Tebi. What about the fact that Tebi happened on July 4th, right? 1976, which was on Shabbat it was on Shabbat Shabbatamas that the Nitzachon of Entebbe occurred. It was like a tremendous thing that Entebbe, that they were able to get everybody out and, you know, only a couple of uh, Kedoshim died and they were able to do such an amazing thing. So he says, so you're telling me, maybe someone will say, oh, now that Entebbe occurred, how can you say, we're Pitsaris? He says, of course. He says, between Nitzachon and Tebi, God of Nitzachon, of course, and Tebi was great, but it's no weird in the Six Day War. He says, of course, we're Bitsara. We all have Kishayim and Dinim, have political issues, the political discord between Haredi and non Haredi, the issues of functioning in the government. Even in terms of the, even in terms of the, of the wars we have to fight, we're going to have difficult military issues until the Gulash Lema. That's for sure. And, and, and clearly we're Bitsara. And, and still we, do we have Mashiach? We're going to fast, and we're going to say it happened to them and us, just like the Rambam says. Now, maybe you're going to say that every kindness, all the events that happen are misowner again. There's a mystical idea, the Ramchal mentions it, and many other Hasidic Shesvarim, and you'll see it even in the Litvish Farm today, that every year, when that, on the anniversary of that event, what you're going to have is a rekindling, so to speak, of everything that happened that day. Pesach, the 15th day of Nisan, is a time of Geula. The Oros of Makam Torah occur on, on Shruot. So Kua did, when it comes to the same thing is true in the days of the Tainus, the, the, the pain... And an idea of anger of God is unleashed in a certain way today, no matter what, despite what everything looks like. So he says, you're correct about that. Um, and it's true, we say Zman, people have said Zman Simchaseinu and Zman Chiroseinu, even when uh, the Cossacks were knocking at the door and they were leading them to the gas chambers, they still said Zman Simchaseinu. He says, that's true. But he says, that's much different Noting that mystical truth is much different than between expressions that are definitely not reflecting the reality. That is, when you're vague, what's not going to say? When you're vague and you say, clearly, and, and people in Auschwitz said it as well, it must have meant that the simcha, the ultimate simcha, beyond what's happening here, of being close to God and connected to the Torah. Right? 
or is Manchei Rusenu even when uh, the, the, the Cossacks were, were, were ransacking people's homes and finding children and killing them? It was still Manchei Rusenu because ultimately the word Cheirus has a mystical truth which is true for me now despite everything that's going on around me. But it's something else completely when you actually have a graphic description of des- desolation, destruction, and no people. He says, that's different. The vaguer you are, the better. Dylan knew that, right? That's why he won the Nobel Prize, okay? Right? And Leonard Cohen didn't, all right? Because the point is, is that if you, if you, if you speak, that's for you, but if you speak in a, in a, if you speak like in a vague, abstract way, yeah, right? That's, right? Yeah, get that, man, that's happening right now, right? Whereas if you describe a specific imagery of legions, of, of legions that are swallowing us, and the whole city's been swallowed by legions, is that you can't say. Again, I'm not as prophet. I think, I think uh-huh. this is sad puppetry. He's taking something where I can answer, and he's like, oh, yeah, I can answer this up. Take it as a way of miracle. Okay. You have a valid answer. Right, we want God but, to come back. Now, um, how does he say that the name is built? It's built. What? He's According to him, Yerushalayim is built. Oh, so, oh, so, 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 um, he says, he says, the person asking him, asked him, he says, okay. He says, first of all, I think the way I did it, you will summon up the imagery of the destruction much more. Because by saying in the past, you can m- imagine it in your mind, and therefore you can say, wow, this I, I, I can picture that because I'm, 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 I'm saying that in my prayers. So he says, I think my tikkun is better. But he says, you wanted to say that even in Bayashani they said nothing. The person writing said that even during the time, this is one of his questions. He said, we know, everybody knows that Bayashani was not what it should have been. Everyone knows that Bayashani was not the real restoration. So there's a theory that says that in Bayashani they actually did say nothing. Did Just like say, did they say Shmon Esrei? Right, so clearly what Shmon Esrei did they say? So, Chacham Abadya says that they actually, the, 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 the Nevi'im, in the beginning of Bayez Shemi, understood that there's going to be two Nisqos. And they actually readied two different versions of the prayer. His Shoel is not as complex as Chacham Abadya. He just says that even in Bayez Shady, when you had a whole bunch of people living in Yerushalayim, they still mourned over the fact that it wasn't the real base of Mikdash the way it should be. He says, um, he says, I, I don't know where you get that from. He says, um, they definitely didn't say nothing. Uh, he says, historically, he says, Tfilas Nachem Yachasit Chadasha. It's basically a new Tfilah. Uh, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was composed after the Corbin. And you don't find it in the Gemara, Babli. You find it in the Yerushalmi, but Babli doesn't mention it. Um, he says you need a proof for it, and you can't just say it's definitely something what, that... What, what, what does that mean? Why, did, why do I need a proof that it was there? You're saying it wasn't there. Why don't you have to prove that it wasn't there? Uh, uh, so, but that gets, back to, that gets back to what we've been talking about. You know, you have Tfilos in the time of Bayes, what the Tfilos that we say, the Sechazena Eneinu, when we talk about, uh, were those Tfilos said in Bayes Shani? Right? 
Obviously, I don't know. But oh, oh is, okay. No, but what I'm saying is, if I want to change it, and I want to say that it wasn't there, I better prove that it wasn't there. I can't say it's your responsibility to prove that it was there. Okay. If I'm the but, one that's changing way, it. I did a search on, on the word legion. Yeah. There's a Gemara and Rockets that has it. There's receptors and Right. and coolants in your Shalmi. It's not It's not like a term that, that was, was not... That actually proves my point. Oh, yeah. Meaning that it was, it was it was during the time of the interaction of Rome and Claudius Rome. Right. So, but the point so is, so it's not... It has to be... has Rome to be Abdashik and Nesadakola. No, no. Right. Abdashik was in the beginning, even before Rome, even before the Gemara. Okay, I only have... We could probably do this next week as well. But I'll tell you, again, I'll tell you one small chiddush here from the road. Okay. Uh, I wanted to really explain things a little bit better. If you give me three minutes, let me have three minutes. Okay. First of all, this was asked for Salavajic as well. Um... Rabbeinu is nagin the Gebrei Mechotoket. It's not surprising that Salvechik was a tremendous traditionalist on Tvilot, much more even than his uh, son-in-law who took out the uh, Nusach. If you can see here, it says that Rabbeinu is nagin Rashid he says, first of all, you can't do your shot at Tvilot, but then he had a different shot. He tied it like this. We know the Mishnah says that the Yomtev Shabbat Shoshana Shachalios B'Shabbos the Mitta Shoyotokin Avalobi Medina okay so when Rosh Hashanah falls on Shabbos anywhere that's called Mitosh they did Tia Shofar we don't do it because of the Xerah but they blew Shofar in on Shabbos like the Din of the Torah now what does the word Mitosh mean and what does the word Medina mean so the Rambam says Medina means anything outside of Yerushalayim, whereas Mikdash means Yerushalayim, means the base of Mikdash itself, plus Yerushalayim. That's the Rambam Shitz. I'll focus the Rambam and Rashi in the beginning of the of Sukkah as well. What does it mean, the word Medina and Mikdash? So Medina, like the Lulav was taken in the Mikdash, seven days. Similar to the blowing of the Shofar. According to the Rambam, anywhere that's called the Old City, your Mechuyiv, to take the lulav even on Shabbos because the Xerah was never of not taking a lulav on Shabbos never affected any place outside of Mikdash Mikdash by definition includes Yerushalayim <coughs> that is Mikdash it's all one Kedusha so even though of course it looks different and one is a place you bring Karbonos another is a place you eat and sleep and you daven and you, whatever you do there but Yerushalayim, maybe it's a byproduct of the fact that it's Lena Schalke Lishvatim, but it essentially is Mikdash. So Kedusha Sa Mikdash is Kedusha Yerushalayim, according to the Rambam. So therefore, the Rambam, that's why when the Rambam says, the Rambam's famous Shita is that the Kedusha that was put in by Ezra, the second Aliyah that they made, was a Kedusha that never stopped. And the Kedusha is still there. That's the Rambam Shita. And that's one of the reasons for Machmer to go on to Harabais and other places like that. Because the Kedusha of the Mikdash is still there. That's why you can bring Korbanos, even though there's no Mizbeach. Because there's the Kedusha is still there. And it permeates into Yerushalayim as well. So therefore, the flip side is, as Rav the Rav says, so if the Beis HaMikdash is destroyed, so Yerushalayim is Chorah. 
So even though, right, even though you're not explaining where the people are, but the Churban of Yerushalayim is, is the essential Kedusha of, of... So that's why the Rav felt in Lumdus, uh, it wouldn't be, it would be wrong. Because Yerushalayim, and this is really, again, in Lumdus, Lumdus terms, yes, what do you want to say? So the point is, the Rav found a reason why that, that no such mean is right. <laughs> So how could you say that how is he? How did his son-in-law how did his son-in-law take the law? I didn't you didn't see him bring in his yeah, son-in-law. Yeah. So I don't know whatever, but how did how lady say that it doesn't that that's not true anymore? You don't know what Kazal is, and maybe somebody like the Roth could come up and give you an explanation. How that fits, how could you if you don't know what the intention was again, how could you, you know, say it's it, it's not true anymore? It goes back to the fucking and the minion. Right. Assuming that this was something that was mistaken in such a fashion. All right, Rabbi Say. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.